You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we're going to be talking to the Lone Star, Kurt Stallion from Glory Pro Wrestling and a bunch Hello. of other promotions. We're also going to be talking about No Mercy results. Uh, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of other stuff that has to do with wrestling. This is Band from Ringside. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. the heel of fortune. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, as always, playing on his iPad, paying attention like he should be, we have two beers, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? Bada boom, whitest guy in the room. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. Bada boom, smartest guy in the room, undefeated last Ooh. week. <laughs> <laughs> Hate all you want. I told you what was going to happen. And like I said, to his right, uh, for the first time, welcoming me into the Shock City Studios right here in St. Louis, Missouri, we have the Lone Star, Kurt Stallion. How you doing, Kurt? Am I supposed to bada boom it like everybody no, else? You don't have to <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to bada boom it. Uh, just a little background. Kurt Stallion wrestles for Glory Pro Wrestling. He also wrestles for AAW out of Chicago. He's, Lots of places. Yeah, he's wrestled in OSW, old school wrestling. He's God, wrestled. let's not talk about them. We won't. We won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, he's told wrestled. specifically bury OSW before you go on the radio show, but I'm so, not going. Yeah, you can go ahead and bury yeah, him. I was if about you want say, to say, nobody stop you, man. Uh, and uh, some Ring of Honor matches, which is a lot of fun against Myron Reed. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we're not going to have the standard show like we usually have tonight, guys. We're going to uh, start off. We're going to talk to Kurt Stallion for a little while, and then later on, he's going to hang out and crack wise while we uh, do our three count a little later on. Um, but before we get started, I'd like to say that tonight's show is brought to you by Soul Taco. Soul Taco, delicious Korean-Mexican fusion food. They have a spot in the U-City Loop. They have a spot in Chesterfield. They have two food trucks all around town. A spot in Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, and Chicago, Illinois. Soul Taco, they got burritos. Check. They got tacos. Check. They got quesadillas. Check. They got uh, they have pot stickers. They also have pot stickers. Did well, you they say know. they were Korean Mexican? Korean Mexican. I bet they have beautiful women too. They really do. They <laughs> also have beautiful women. Too. Not, not a joke. Not a joke. So uh, if you support Band from Ringside, please support Soul Taco. And trust me, you're not doing us a favor. You're doing yourself a favor. Yep. Because it's effing delicious. Uh, so without further ado, we're not going to do our three count. <laughs> We're going to start off with our interview of Kurt Stallion. So, Kurt, uh, we first met you at the um, Glory Pro Wrestling event in, where was that first? Belleville. One? In Belleville, oh. uh, when you wrestled Martin Stone. Mm-hmm. Which was arguably match of the night and... Stiffest match of the night for Stiffest sure. Stiffest match of the night for sure. And we had Michael Elgin versus Cody Rhodes that night. Hmm. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that it was a it was a consensus among us three while we were or when it was all over after we hung out afterwards. I think we went to Hooters. Sounds uh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that uh, the Martin Stone uh, Kurt Stallion match was our favorite match of the night. So Kurt, uh, why don't you tell us where you're from and when you started uh, getting into wrestling? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Crane, Texas in West Texas, which is directly in between El Paso and Dallas. I'm pretty much from the desert oil field area. Gotcha. I <clears throat> always wanted to be a wrestler, obviously. Your entire life? Yeah, well, from the time I could start thinking for myself, pretty much. What's like, your first wrestling memory? Uh, legitimate first wrestling memory is Billy Gunn on the TV and my mom coming in the room and making me change the channel. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mr. Ass. Because it was just wrestling. But yeah, that had a lot to do with it too, I'm sure. Um, and from there, I didn't watch wrestling for a couple of years. I was the guy in elementary school, or the kid in elementary school. My I, I specifically remember one of my best buddies that I've had since first grade, second grade. Uh, in third grade, he 
came and he was talking shit to one of can I cuss is that okay hell yeah, yeah. okay want, okay fuck uh, yes yeah. uh, <laughs> alright right. my buddy was talking shit to one of the other kids at school about WCW he was just like you know he was just saying oh this guy could beat Booker T uh, blah, blah. they were just going back and forth and I remember I was talking shit to both of them saying wrestling's fucking stupid <laughs> cause that's what my mom would tell me and I didn't have a fucking dad to be like oh yeah watch wrestling fucking blah 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 so I would shit all over fucking wrestling. And then I actually, I, I remember going to my buddy's house in like fourth grade and we sat down and I watched an entire Raw. <laughs> and then the next week I watched an entire Raw. And then the next week I watched an entire Raw. And that pattern continued. I never, the first Raw that I ended up missing was the only Raw that I missed for 10 years, and it was when Kane jumped on the chair around Shawn Michaels' throat, and he was just like, <laughs> and had the blood <laughs> yeah, coming right. out and shit. So when you first started watching, I mean, you're probably about our age, and I don't mean JCB, because you go. JCB you go. way older than all of us. But bitch. fourth grade, like, uh, what year was that? Uh, 99, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> so you born in I'm what? JC, JCB was 50. I'm sorry. <laughs> JCB's first me- wrestling memory was Luthez. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or maybe Frank Gotch, something like that. That's okay. We still boys. Back up. <laughs> but uh, so you were born in like what? Eighty eight. I was born in ninety. Ninety. Okay. So who was your? Who were your favorites? My fir- honestly, swear to God, my first favorite was Chris Benoit because he made it look so real to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Like legitimate. Like I was just like, there's no way he's faking that. Like, right. Everything he did made me just feel like, yeah, I like that guy because he goes out there and he actually fucks people up. Blah blah blah. That he really my, did look like he fucked. Yeah, that was my childish mindset. Yeah, sure. Oh, Chris Benoit was physical uh, as physical as they come. Yeah. So there's no him question. and Eddie were just like there and there for me. And then Shawn Michaels was like second place. And then once I got older and realized everything, like started understanding wrestling, it was like just a, t- a three way for first place between those three. Eddie. Benoit and, and HBK. And then Randy Orton came along. Yeah? And I was a fucking... I, I was in love with Orton. Yeah. I would try to walk like him. I was just... I tried to carry his mindset. As soon as he joined Have Evolution... Ever met him? No, I haven't, actually. Yeah. I've heard nightmare stories about him just being a complete dickhead, but I would expect nothing less from I've heard he's like, kind of cool, actually. I was about to say, I've waited on him... A handful of times. Maybe it's nothing, a, maybe I've only heard it from you. Yeah, but. I was getting ready to say nothing but cool to me. But awesome. You know, I can't sit up here and say that he hasn't been a dick to somebody else. I only take it with a grain of salt that I haven't eaten at the restaurant that JCB. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is a it's it's closed now at this yeah. point, so you probably won't. <laughs> so uh, when did you start wrestling? October 2012. I dated a girl that I was with in high school for seven years, and she was the one that kind of kept me away from wrestling. She was just like, that's a waste of time. You need to work and be able to get us a house and blah, blah, blah. And so I had all these ridiculous, just like trying to grow up too soon ideas. And one day, uh, my buddy hit me up. And he was just like, I was living at my grandparents in Marshall, Texas, which is like seven hours away from where I was from in East Texas. And he was just like, yo, you need to come back home. I found wrestling. Like they have wrestling in Odessa, which is 30 miles from our hometown at OSW. And he's just like, there you got a ring. There's, it's everything. And I was just like, awesome. I dropped everything and I moved back. I started training and we didn't necessarily have anybody that should that was qualified to train there legit like there was a student that died in the first six months that i was there went into a coma and never came out of it holy shit yeah uh, it was it was hardcore uh like so are you saying it just wasn't professional enough it that's a good way to put it honestly the guy that ran it was a mark uh he just i hate that word we're all fans um he he was the type of person that thought, oh, uh, Chavo Guerrero's my friend because I brought him down here and took good care of him. Right. But it's just, that's not how it goes. Chavo probably doesn't even know his name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like when I tell people that Kurt Stallion's my friend because I interviewed him in fuck? Belleville. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know no Kurt Stallion. Sure. No, it's it's... He's got like a delusional mindset on it. Uh, it's and when we used to train, 
it was just ridiculous amounts of bumps and like landing awkwardly because nobody knew how to do shit right. And right. Just like, oh, you're you're tough if you get back up, even though you just kinked your neck and keep going. Like, right. so but, it wasn't it wasn't a safe environment. No, fuck no. The only person there that I give credit to for training me is a guy named Justin Taylor. Um, he that's he a was, super Texas name, by the way, Justin Taylor. Uh, he's a black dude. He's uh, he's not Texan. <laughs> I knew at all. it was one or the other. <laughs> he, he, I knew it was a black dude. I was going to say name. this is why I should jump in right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, he he's he's honestly the most kind, sincere person I've met in wrestling. Like he he doesn't really he doesn't cuss often. He right. doesn't like. He'll go out and drink, but he won't get fucked up. He doesn't smoke weed, he doesn't do drugs, he doesn't do anything. He just lives and breathes wrestling and takes care of his family pretty much. He's a really good guy, and he's very good at wrestling. Like, when I started, I I guess, honestly, I was lucky to have had him there because if he wasn't there, I'd either be destroyed body-wise to where I couldn't be wrestling now or just I wouldn't have had the, the mindset that I gained from being around him like he was so passionate about it and i could feel it and his how good he was to people he didn't know and respectful to people coming in and stuff yeah like i i got that from him like yeah. i just i i treat everybody how i want to be treated until they give me a reason to think otherwise or be otherwise sure and jason will even if they shit on him he'll still be good to him he's a good person uh he just did a ring of honor camp recently and he was the only guy that they liked and he's going to be on the texas shows coming up for ring of honor so i'm really stoked nice. for him right on it's awesome how old is he uh 31 32 oh so he's still yeah i mean he's does he wrestle under the name Justin taylor yeah he's the living proof Justin taylor oh, that's a good name I like, he, that. I like that honestly he does uh like I, I don't know how to explain what his gimmick is, but every week or every day, even sometimes on, it just depends on how he's feeling. On Facebook, he does motivational videos where he's just in his business suit and he's sitting in his hotel room or wherever he's at, and he just literally talks about things that everybody goes through every day and like how he gets through them and stuff. And it's like he's a real positive, uplifting character, and he's all about the kids and stuff. He won't cuss in matches, stuff like that. So like we'll he's, look, we'll he's, look for him on Ring of Honor dude, for sure. He's Awesome. Nice. He, has, he has a YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I know he I just got into Twitter. Justin Taylor. I bet yeah, you'll find. You'll, you'll see him. He's just jacked in a fucking purple and black singlet and just fucking. Uh. So how'd you how'd you get from OSW to Good question Michael Elgin, uh, who's an international superstar, true. who seems to have uh, taken you <laughs> under his wing a little bit? Uh, I recently watched. The match with you and Michael Elgin, uh, which was a brutal. I hated that match. Why? <laughs> Why'd you hate that match? I because, thought it was good. Because you know how we talk about shit before we go out there and sure. like put stuff together. He waited until the match before to come up to me and be like, all right, this is what we're doing. And instead of just being like little bullet points, it was so much in so little time. And yeah. he only did it because he only did that because a few days before in training, he asked everybody in class, he's just like, how many people in here think that they could go out and have an excellent match 10 out of 10 times? And I was the only person that raised my fucking hand in the class. <laughs> he was proving a point. And he, he was just, he was like, you want to be a fucking professional, don't you? We do this shit all the time. And I was like, no, you fucking don't. Like, I was so mad. Like, so mad. After and, that match? No, before. Or you mean before the match? Before. And as as my music was playing to go out we hadn't even had the the finish called yet he was just like oh wow he he told me he'd get back to me and then whenever oh, my music no was shit. playing he was just like yeah we'll do this and i was just like i, I remember looking at him just pissed off and then walking through the curtain <laughs> so, just like like not only did he want you to memorize all the spots but he also wanted you to improvise on the finish yeah, and it was so much Oh man! And then after the match, it's a it's a great match actually. <laughs> no, it's it was good. Really good. It was match. good. I hated it. You can't you can't see it, but after the match, I was so disappointed in myself that I was like fighting back tears, like just sitting there, just fucking trying not to cry, just devastated. I was so, even though there was fucking what fifteen people in the fucking crowd, I was so sad because we went out there and fucking killed each man, other. Man, we were watching it. And we were like. 
we look at those front row seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was nobody there, which is unbelievable mm-hmm. for an Elgin match. Yeah, and Elgin told me straight up after the match, he was just like, regardless if there's ten people or ten thousand, you go out there and give them a hundred percent. And you did. Yeah. I really get that vibe from Glory Pro, which is one of the reasons that I mean we're huge fans of Glory Pro. Like it's just, I mean, the last three shows that like we have been to have been fantastic but i i've been at glory pro show since the very beginning because it's in my hometown like Mm -hmm. in alton illinois so uh, i've been you know kind of blessed to like just know what's going on and i love what they've brought because i've seen other promotions that i really enjoy in the same venues but glory pro is different and it's something special so i want to get back to how you met elgin in a second okay but i'm going to ask you this did you see Stallion versus Kyle O'Reilly, Glory Pro. I think I might have missed that one. I was at the February show, like the very first one. Granted, at the same time, I say that I was there. They also have one dollar Jello shots, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you got to take advantage of those. Like, shout out to my girl Megan who buys those from me. But uh, uh, Gert, yeah. this is banned from ringside. So, how'd you get from? Uh, West Texas to Michael Elgin. I remember I was pretty much like the top student in OSW or whatever you want to call it. And I ended up winning their light heavyweight belt because I'm fucking obviously a skinny little fuck and can't compete for their main belt because it's Texas and they look at things like that. But anyhow, um, I it was July of 2013 and I I saw that there was a camp coming up and it was the beginning of July because my birthday's in July, and I remember it was like right around July 4th, and my birthday's July 13th, and this camp started July 20th. And I went to training, and I told everybody, hey, I was on Facebook last night. I saw this sponsored ad where current Ring of Honor champion Michael Elgin is holding a five-day seminar, and uh, it's $300, it start, it's like from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. And anyhow, everybody told me, like, you shouldn't do that. No, we're, you're not ready for that. Don't go up there, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it says, all experience, welcome. None of you want to do this. And nobody went. So I sent him the money. I drove up there on my own. Uh, How far of a drive was it? 996 miles. Whoa! <laughs> That's a far and drive. And 600 of them were Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> um, from there, I did that camp. And I, I remember realizing how fucking green as goose shit I was, like, compared to other people. Like, I had never met anybody that wrestled outside of OSW. Right. And all these Canadian guys were there, and then all these fucking uh, Paco and Danny were there. They were Elgin's first two students. Um, and I was just Paco Gonzalez and Danny Adams. Yes, they were both. I think six months in, and I was about a year and a half in at that point. And we, I remember thinking to myself, like, they're even if if we're not the same level, they may be a little bit better than I am right now. Like, and they're only six, and I was just like, wow. And I learned more. In that five days that I was with Elgin, then I did the entire year and a half that I was in Odessa. No shit. And so when I went back... Can you I, give me an example of what you learned that you didn't learn in OSW? Just Psychology. <laughs> um, how to wrestle, how to fucking... Like, in Odessa, they thought Ring of Honor, strong style, was going out there and fucking killing each other instead of actually being so good that you make it think that you're killing each other. Right. And so Potato, whenever potatoes, yeah, when they would try to do it in Odessa, it was legit. I'm just going to punch you in the fucking face. Right. I'm just going to elbow you in the temple. Like, and that's not how it fucking goes. Like, um, I remember going back after the camp and having a match with a guy there. And when I was putting the match together with the guy, I remember thinking like before I did the camp, I was just like, oh, we put our matches together the same. And then after the camp, I remember thinking this dude was a fucking idiot. Just <laughs> And I, I was just like, what is going on? This is what they're teaching us. But all, all it was in Odessa was just bumps, bumps, bumps. And they weren't even like seeing if you bumped right. It was just like whoever bumped the most was the toughest and deserved the most. Like it was just, it's not fucking right. That, that's not really a... Uh... That's how a kid fucking died. Right. That's not really a calculation for longevity. How, how did he die, by the way? 
there was a guy training there who used to say, I'm I'm the original Carnage. You know that Juggalo Championship wrestling game for PlayStation 2? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, I was I was Carnage in that game. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> and, he's like, no. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, uh, they took my right, uh, That that's my like, this, whatever the fuck. Anyways, he's full of shit. And he'd go in there and he'd just hit us with kendo sticks and clothesline us and spear us and give us Michinoku drivers and fucking, uh, anyhow. this he just beat you up. Yeah. Sounds like a masochist. This, yeah. <laughs> this fucking kid, his name was Lewis. And Lewis was, he's just a really skinny little Mexican dude. Very, very nerdy. Just really loved wrestling, like video games and stuff. And he he loved wrestling so much that regardless how shitty the training was, he would get back up and keep fucking trying and get back up and keep trying. Well, this fucking Damien Rain Carnage motherfucker kept fucking clotheslining this dude and he kept smacking his head when he'd take the clotheslines. Mm. And none of us, I remember specifically, um, it, it's so shitty that it caught, it took a life to learn this lesson for me. But I remember specifically when he was taking those clotheslines that I wanted to speak up and say, fuck, he doesn't need to do anymore. But I was new as fuck and i re- uh, there you're taught not to say anything unless spoken to or whatever and i was trying to fucking you know be a good wrestler anyhow he kept smacking his head anyways he was fucking finally done he came back to training the next day the first bump he took he rolls out of the ring goes to the trash can throws up passes out and never comes fucking back Mm. Jesus Damn. Christ! Yeah That's and terrible. it always eats away at me the fact that i if i would have just told him fucking stop like, don't fuck no more. And now, whenever I'm at training and stuff and I see people fuck up or whatever, I get fucking mad and I tell them to fucking get out. Like, just stop. Yeah, because the, the I mean, as somebody who's never trained wrestling mm-hmm. at all, like, it's pretty clear that the point of wrestling is it's simulated violence, which should be as safe as possible because you're putting, I mean, you're put, like, well, we we yeah. were watching that match with Myron, Myron Reed, Reed and you, and Myron Reed flies over the turnbuckle in that uh, Future of Honor match. And for him to have so much faith mm-hmm. in you that you're going to catch him, because, man, he flies. I got a concussion catching Myron once just to make Did sure really? he was safe. Not that match, but the first one we had, he dove over the top rope, and I didn't know any better than to fucking put my head to the side and his back just fucking right on top of my head and it was just like a blunt force on my head and I just fell down and fucking threw up after the match and it was bad well that's a concussion you can feel good about at least yeah absolutely and w- with the ring of honor one I knew fucking but man he f- I mean he flies over there oh yeah um so uh that's that's a shitty story obviously um can we get into that ring of honor match real quick yeah, yeah let's, let's get into that it. ring of okay. honor match absolutely. please um I hated that match, too. Good lord! There's a very specific reason. Okay, talk to it. Please. We were given eight minutes to go out there, and when we were wrestling, the the ref, I remember him telling us, you got two and a half minutes left. And then 30 seconds later, he goes, you got to go home, go home, go home. And I remember just looking at him like, what the fuck? Like, anyhow, I didn't fucking go home. But him telling me to go home made me start rushing towards the end. So, like, I kind of just, like, selling goes out the window. This is after all the no-sold Germans and stuff. That was part of, that was, that we planned that. German, 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 German fucking can't get up. Right. Work up from the double down. Anyhow, right after a certain point, he starts fucking, like, rushing the shit out of us. And I'm wondering, like, what the fuck is going on? Because he's got a mic in his ear. So somebody in the back is telling him fucking that we need to go home. Anyhow, I don't fucking go home, but I start rushing through shit, and that's the part that I fucking despise. We finish everything. We go to the back, and one of the guys back there, I'm not going to say who it was, but he's been with Nobody's listening. uh, Nobody's listening. If you don't want to say it, (laughs) I'm not going to. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um. (laughs) <laughs> nobody's listening <laughs> you motherfucker um anyhow he he started bitching us out and saying what are you guys doing having an AAW main event in the ring of honor dark match blah 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 Whoa. blah 
And oh, I remember I just wanted to be like, isn't this company built on guys that just work fucking like super hard trying to make a name for themselves and get noticed? Like That's what, what the I f- thought ROH Anyhow, was. Yeah. He just fucking bitched and bitched and bitched. And then the the main booker, if you know him, you know him. If you don't, you don't. He looked at me and was just like, gotta sell more. And I was just like, well, of course you have to say something negative while this dude's bitching. I understand. I'm not going to be mad at you. But anyhow, we go to the back, and then Bully Ray comes up, and he's just like, where was the story? There was no story in that match, and fucking, uh, he got he got on to us, too. And I just wanted to be like, look, there would have been more selling, there would have been more story if we had that extra two fucking minutes that we were cut out of. Um, well, yeah, because you, already, the, you only the, had eight minutes to begin with. Yeah, but they, they turned it to six during the fucking fucking five and a half minute mark of the match also in the last minute and a half of that match you guys have that crazy weird spot where he's got his legs over your head and you guys all flip around together it's like the reverse spanish fly off the top no the no that's the the finisher the reverse serrano where he's on my shoulders yes Um, yeah that one Right before he jumps out of the ring. <laughs> right. right. That, that, that's about whenever he started really rushing us, and I didn't get to do it. That, that was where my character was going to come out. I was going to get on top of him and just grab him by the throat and smack him a couple times, whatever. But instead, we had to rush to it, or I just go right to him. Fucking, make, I don't even remember if I popped him once. Just It was just, he was like, well, we're going right into it. Fucking pop me up, knuckle lock spring up reverse rana. I roll out. He dives on me. Fucking go back in. He comes in. And I hit my torpedo headbutt on him, and then I go up top. He runs up and hits the Spanish fly. All that was supposed to be so much more drawn out and more substance to it than just fucking. And I, that's where the story was. Yeah, it would have been. Yes, exactly. Like I could have fucking hit my finish, covered him one, two, and like drug his shoulder up like on the old video games when you push L two to cancel. <laughs> <a minute. laughs> Did some cocky shit, run up the rope, and then he runs up, catches me, boom! Like I had all these badass ideas that I didn't get to do, and it pissed me off. Uh, but who the fuck am I, obviously, compared to those motherfuckers? Anyhow, I think it's weird that somebody would say to you. To sell more because yeah, because uh, part my question was going to be how important is selling to you? Some people think selling is the end all to be all. That's what you have to do. Other people like the, the young buck style, the new Japan style, where no selling is a part of the storytelling into itself. Where do you fall in into selling moves, selling the match, putting the next person over? Selling is very important. Everybody. Who is anybody knows selling is very important. Selling is the key to what we do. That's how we draw fans in. Uh, the no selling is more so a like if you watch a young bucks match and the super kick, super kick, and then somebody super fucking pops them with something and then they super kick them right back. Um, hi, <laughs> they're adjusting the mic as I'm talking. Um, that's pro the, shit, baby. This yeah. is Shock City Studios. Sick. <laughs> if if you if you pay attention, like the young bucks will super kick somebody, and they the person they just super kick fucking will sell back into the ropes, and they'll come back with a big forearm smash, and the young bucks will be like, oh fuck! But then they'll super kick them again, and those people will go down, and then the young bucks will fucking they didn't necessarily no sell the big forearm or whatever, but they fucking they'll grab their jaw and like the little subtle things. If you're really good. Like, I, I've been learning whenever I take Germans and I just pop the fuck back up and people are like, oh, fuck. Like, it's better if I pop up and I just kind of, like, crink my neck, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Shit yeah. like that or shrug my shoulder kind of show that little, like, I felt it. I'm not just fucking like, oh, this is fake. I'm popping right up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, things, that makes sense. things like that. That's the selling that fucking... The that, subtle. That's key. Yeah. That, that, it's key. You can't just fucking, like... Oh, I just got super kicked, and I'm going to super kick you right back and just keep going. Super kick them right back, and then grab your jaw from where you just got fucking kicked, and then go fucking pick them up. Things right. like that. So another uh, sticking point on this podcast that we get in arguments about is oh, shit. I have a real big problem that too many finishers are kicked out of mm-hmm. in modern-day wrestling. I this think is actually a big contention with me as well. Finishers should be finishers. Uh, where do you fall? Do you think, I think that New Japan has a lot of finishers getting kicked out all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of adds to their storytelling, but that's the story that they're telling that finishers aren't finishers. Yeah, you'll never more of you'll, a sport than entertainment. You never watch an Okada match where he doesn't hit at least four Rainmakers and Rainmaker is 
but uh, those matches that y'all are watching are usually the pay per view matches. That, That's right, and yeah. those have the story. They're they're built to if you, if it's one of the the small cork and tag matches he's in where it's him versus the guy that he's gonna it's him and somebody versus the guy he's gonna wrestle at the pay per view and somebody else he'll he'll pin the other person with one fucking rainmaker and it's shit like that that people don't see but because everybody's always watching the main shows which is understandable but those have they've been built to right. to where the it's like you don't want to see it in that quick yeah but um, one of my favorite moves of yours is when you hop over the top rope, act like you're going to stomp on the guy's <laughs> chest, but then just kind of kick the back of the, <laughs> kick their head with the back of your foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw Kenta do that, or well, Hideo Itami when right. he was in Noah. He used to do something similar where he would hop over the rope and fucking look around and he'd hop back over and he'd just fuck it. But he'd do it hard, like just paintbrush their face with his foot. Are you more comfortable working heel or face? <laughs> I'm more comfortable not being told what to do and just getting to go out there and be myself. Honestly. Okay, good. I heard that. I like that. There yeah, we go. I ain't mad at that. Some postmodern wrestling shit. Uh, uh, another thing I wanted to mention was <laughs> after, uh, because after that match with Elgin that you had, uh, that you hated. Uh, I didn't know that, but you hated it. But I Elgin, hate a lot of my match. Elgin put you over pretty hard after the match and said that you were going to travel the world within the next four or five years and you were going to make a lot of money wrestling. And then the crowd was all worked up and they were ready for a stallion <laughs> promo. <laughs> and Elgin took off. And you stood there for a moment as you took in their adulation and then you grabbed the mic and said, I got eight by tens for five dollars. <laughs> Dropped the mic and left, which may be my, maybe one of my favorite promos of all time. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> no, man, keep that money coming in, please. Did you, know, did you know he was going to give you the mic? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes it even yeah. greater. You got to. We're all trying to, like the wrestlers, we're trying to make money at the end of the day. And for me to sit there and try to top the promo Elgin just cut would have been ridiculous because he said a lot of fucking nice things and I'm not just going to sit there and be like what Elgin said is true you should right. blah, blah. so I was just like <laughs> I'm telling you man yeah. that's what I think was the most perfect thing about it is that you grabbed it and, and like he said I I'm, I'm waiting like okay $5. I'm waiting for this good co- promo to cut and it, you just said that I'm like oh, that's great yeah. <laughs> so it be- worked before we get into our three <laughs> exactly. count um uh, what was what happened to you WrestleMania weekend? Because I read something about this with you and uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but what happened WrestleMania weekend? What did you read? I read that well, I watched the Dominic Greeny match, mm-hmm. which you worked face in that match, mm-hmm. and you were hilarious, by the way, Shit. in that match. Thank you. <laughs> You're so fucking intimidating. Yeah. Which you got Shut Quick, the fuck up. He's scary. Hang on, hang on. Quick side uh, question. Fan interaction in that match was basically back and forth where you had guys yelling toward yelling at you and you're responding to them. Is that something that you like to happen or is it just It's it organic, just honestly. Like if if I if my selective hearing picks something up, I'll just my favorite thing to yell at shows that let me swear. If somebody says something derogatory or just something I don't like while I'm wrestling, I'll just go, shut the fuck up, and I'll just keep wrestling. <laughs> yeah. and it, That's actually what turned us on to you immediately because the fan interaction. Like, you were just talking were to us. You were mouthy as fuck. When <laughs> I you, loved yeah. it. I think it was good. That, it that's was, why I like that, heels, that because Mar- they just say what, what they That match with Martin Stone was, yeah, we, we really liked it. Awesome. Uh, but WrestleMania weekend, I heard that you were up there for that greenie match, mm-hmm. and then there was some sort of workshop. Yeah. With, uh, uh, okay, I'll just start talking. Tommy about Dreamer it. and yeah. Bubba Ray, right? Uh, I was only scheduled for one match, and it was on a Wednesday. WrestleMania is on a Sunday, so there's a bunch of days to fill if I wanted to hang out for WrestleMania week. I killed it on that Wednesday match, apparently. Even though I, I remember, I got my first hemorrhoid. From Dominic Greeny, when I did my hesitation drop kick, he brought his knees up and my asshole landed right on his fucking hey! kneecap. Ooh. And I remember just calling my mom and be like, "My butthole sore, mom." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hemorrhoids are just from too much fiber. No, I thought, uh, or not enough fiber. It was hardcore. Look, I remember I'm asking Matt Riddle. I'm way, I was, I'm way older than you, obviously. <laughs> I asked Matt Riddle. I was like, "Hey, man, you ever had a hemorrhoid?" He's just like, "Yeah, bro, those suck." I was just like, <laughs> What, the, what happened? How do I take care of it? He, it'll go away, man. And it did. Anyhow, fucking wrestled Dom. Did good. 
got asked to go back to the punk pro wrestling on Friday to be in a triple threat, which was awesome. It was me, the current, the former CZW heavyweight champ, Joe Gacy and Ethan case. And we just had a no mercy Nintendo 64 match where we did old moves that we wanted to do. (laughs) And it it was tight. But on Thursday, I remember I had the choice to go to the beach or spend a hundred dollars to go to a Tommy dreamer, Bubba Ray Dudley seminar. And I was just like, God damn it, I want to go to the fucking beach. Mm-hmm. But I went to that stupid fucking seminar, and I did better than everybody, and they picked me for a fucking House of Hardcore booking. And it's and, That's cool. And you said that you had 12 matches in one day. It's like, was, wasn't that what it was? No. Where did you hear that? Maybe six matches in one day? I saw your Facebook post. No, I didn't. Uh, it was, I didn't have six matches in a day. Uh I'm positive I didn't write that either. It it was maybe six matches the weekend. I don't know. Oh, the Facebook post was about me showing up having one match the whole week, and then I left having five or six. Oh, gotcha. that, that's okay. what it was. Right. Um, anyhow, I did the that. I wrestled Dom at the seminar. I wrestled a luchador named uh, Crazy Boy. And he runs DTU, where like Myron Reed and How Trey McGill and all them. Uh, not as often as I'd like to, yeah. honestly. Are they, fun to, are they fun to wrestle? Hell yeah, they are. Uh, you just got to be a good base for them because they like to put all their fucking weight on you. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, Friday I wrestled in the Triple Threat. Saturday I fucking can't remember so i'm not gonna sit here and think about it and then sunday i got put on with the wrestle circus wrestles revolver joint show and i was in the main event of the entire wrestlemania weekend it was me oi4k versus sammy guevara uh john morrison and extra talented ricky starks and aaron solo yeah that's awesome it was it was tight because i wasn't even supposed to be in that match jake christ was supposed to be in the match with oi4k but he got sun poisoning and so he was throwing <laughs> up and had a migraine that's what happens when you go to the beach yeah and sammy not for jcb <laughs> <laughs> i could get sunburned. i'd be remiss to say that you are fighting in an aaw tournament right now with the likes of michael elgin eddie kingston jeff cobb myron reed ACH is in there. I'm wrestling uh, him. Yeah, are you wrestling ACH? Yes, I am. That's exciting. He was my first big match. And then you also have you're in the number one contenders match at the Glory Pro Wrestling Something Wicked event October fifteenth at Spalding Hall in Alton, Illinois. Uh, your Where friends we will be. We'll be there. Uh, band from Ringside will be there. Uh, we'll be there handing out stickers and just hanging out and probably doing one dollar Jello shots. Maybe uh, giving out an STD uh, or two. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I don't what get them fuck? anymore. I don't get them anymore. I just hand them out. Uh, <laughs> and you are fighting uh, Haskins and uh, fan favorite Paco Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the championship, there is Myron Reed versus Jake something. So when you win that match, who would you rather face in the championship, Myron Reed or Jake something? Myron, obvi- for obvious reasons. How many times have you fought Myron? Three, but it'll be four on November 5th in Fort Worth. That's right. So, Oh, yeah. Is that cool. going to be for the Glory Pro championship? If he's still champion, I'll talk to Elgin about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is banned from ringside. So, um, without further ado, uh, we don't. We got about 15 minutes left, so we're going to go over some uh, WWE stuff, if you don't mind hanging out yeah, cracking-wise. No All right. So, that'll get us right into our three count. <laughs> Uh, JCB, what's our one count? Uh, one count for me would be uh, KO, Sami Zayn. Uh, KO comes out Tuesday to start off SmackDown and basically is describing why he did what he did, why he does not feel remorse about what had happened. And for whatever reason, Sami Zayn comes out and my knee-jerk reaction is, you know, oh shit, here we go again. The safe place for KO to always land is next to Sami Zayn. You know that chant, Fight Forever? 
those two motherfuckers are gonna yeah, fight I mean, forever. Can, and it's can, great. And I can we take a I, couple months, weeks, I saw, months off? I saw JCB's negative tweets about it, and I was like, honestly, if yeah, I was I at that show, so like, negative. why the fuck would I not want KO versus Sami Zayn? Like, because he, we've he was seen like, it. Here we go again. But it's always awesome. It it's is always awesome. It's always awesome when you can take a little bit of a break from it. I don't want to. One of my favorite movies is The Empire Strikes Back. I don't want to watch Hell it on a repeat yeah. loop. I, After a while, I, I like to go away from it and then that. come back to it, and then it's, it's just as good all over again. <laughs> now I, you're both right. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it if they would have kept uh, Sammy and Ko apart from each other for a year. And One being on Raw, the other being it. on SmackDown. Have KO be the champ. But K- they probably did it up. on purpose. They probably had Sammy be on SmackDown with KO on purpose just for this reason. Like, hey, if we need something big to happen sometime as a buffer, then we'll have Sammy versus That's a good KO. Crutch. That's a good crutch. It is a good crutch. And they had a great match. Uh, the promo was what I was really wanting to talk about because that was like really one of the first times that Sammy had gotten a chance to cut a promo on the main roster. And with just his passion about, you know, hey, I'm not taking any shortcuts. Yeah, you, you know, you've been champion multiple times before I have, but one day it's going to be my time and I'm going to be champion. That to me was the one thing I took away from all that. That was the one bright spot of a normal crutch segment when you have Sammy and KO in it. Lone Star, you got thoughts on KO, Sami Zayn? Uh, exactly what he said. I really liked Sammy's passion when he was talking. I remember thinking, like, man, if they ever wanted to put him, like, in a main spot, they totally could because he'd be awesome on the mic and he already puts out great matches. And then the match they had, uh, I didn't like the way it ended, but I liked everything about the match before that. Did you not like the way it ended because it ended in a DQ? Yeah, I just, I I, I like full matches. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see them building up Sammy at any time. Like anytime. Oh yeah, he can be. He's he can just be on heated, the hook. He can be heated up at any time. That's exactly. true. It doesn't matter if he takes pins. It doesn't matter if he jobs the new guys. Like yeah, it does. They, it doesn't. Cause yeah, it does. Losses don't matter because he's still over, and people will still get behind him whenever they start to heat him up. A little you can bit. push that losses don't matter nonsense. I'm still all on the Bray like. Wyatt grind, brother. Okay, and then, then there, there lies your problem, and that's your problem with yourself. We, week after week, both of these guys eat pins, but all of a sudden. At a drop of hat, we can turn them around and push them up to the top. Why, don't we, why don't we ask the yeah, professional ask, wrestler? Ask the Let's ask the professional <laughs> ask wrestler the in the room. Lone Star. Yes? Do losses count? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lone Star. What? I like that a lot. No. Uh, we got burned burn through. Uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say what counts is the quality of performance you put out there. That's that's what I think counts. And we got burned through these motherfuckers. Don't, don't, so we're don't think go, I'm not going to get away go, from that. We're going to go to our <laughs> two count. Uh, two beer. What's our two count? Uh, let's see. Two count. Uh, we got to go with... Uh, no Mercy, because we had so much going on. We had a lot to go. A lot happened at the No Mercy pay-per-view. So can well, I mention I was undefeated? You Perfect. Can't. You can. Perfect. All right. Perfect. So we'll just get into this right now. So, Kurt Stallion, we're going to ask you something right now. We're not asking All you right. to date us. All we're right. not asking you for anything right now. All but right. we, what we do is every WWE pay-per-view, we make predictions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we keep track of those predictions. Mm-hmm. For the entire year. This is our 21st podcast. So we're halfway there. We're almost halfway there. Bad at math. So we decided that the loser, of the loser of the predictions had to take a chop from a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Chops. So, Lone, not a chop. Lone Star. Chops. Uh, I'm in last place, so it's just one chop. <laughs> <laughs> so Lone Star, Kurt Stallion, and you don't have to say yes. You don't even have to answer right now. I chopped now. the fuck out of people. Okay. All there right. it is. So will you chop the loser? Yeah. On Facebook Live. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. We got Dude, a professional wrestler. <laughs> you are so getting ready to get worked. Blue chipper. He He's always described as a blue chipper, but I say he's baby. just one of my favorite professional wrestlers. Lone Star, Kurt Stallion. So... Uh, yeah, JCB, you did have a perfect week. You were 10-0 and 0 this week on predictions. I was really unhappy with... I wasn't happy with the pay-per-view. I was just unhappy that JCB was perfect. Everybody and is. Did don't not worry about it. It was great. Hey, don't uh, worry about it. The pay-per-view was an enjoyable Sunday night of wrestling. I had my daughter's first, 
uh, fifth birthday. That's my youngest daughter. She's the most beautiful thing in the world, and she turned five. So we did the birthday party, and then we I got like home, and it's like, you know, she likes you. Uh, it's like, uh, your daddy's got to watch No Mercy, and she was into it. Your daddy's got to watch No Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Sit here. Your yeah. birthday's but over she was, now. She, she was into it. Like, she loved the five-way, like the fatal five-way. Like, she, you know, she was into it. She's an Alexa Bliss fan, mo- mostly Bailey. But uh, anyway, it was an enjoyable pay-per-view from start to finish. Granted, there were some conclusions that I did not agree with. I really thought that Braun should have taken it home because he's the hottest fucking thing in the company. I thought that was a bad move. At this point now, I am relegated to the fact that we're going to have seen or not uh, seen it. We're going to have Reigns, Lesnar at WrestleMania and with with Lesnar still that's, retaining. That's no doubt. It's no doubt at this There's point. There's no way they'll ha- but, they'll not happen. You know, I'm not a multi-billionaire. I'm not a wrestling booker. I'm just a, you know, armchair fucking dude that has a podcast, but I really think the best thing would have been to give it to Braun while he's hot. I agree. Uh, thoughts on that, JCB? Uh, here's my biggest thought. It, it, and once again, we have an expert in the room. Maybe he thinks otherwise. It might have been too early to give it to Braun. Braun has a, a limited moveset. So why not just let him improve, stick to the, the course that you're already on, which is Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and WrestleMania. Reigns wins, and now you have an instant built-in rivalry as Strowman progresses as a wrestler. You have a rivalry off the bat. I've seen Braun was on Tinder, though. I mean, like, he may have a limited <laughs> moveset. He's probably <laughs> making girls come, though, at the same time. Uh, oh, so. Jesus Hell Christ. Yeah. Can we... Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about <laughs> Bronze on Tinder? Before, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Google it. Before okay. I let before before Stallion goes, can we talk about how the last two matches? I I didn't watch the pay per view till today. Can we talk about how the last two matches had the exact same finish? Yep. Where Cena did four finishers on Reigns, one off the and top then rope. Reigns did one off the top rope, and then Reigns speared him once, and that was the ending. Mm-hmm. By the way, has anybody besides Rhino ever had the spears as finisher? It was always a setup move for Edge. It was always a setup move for Goldberg. No, I was going to say Edge. Edge had one the, off the spear. Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right. Then I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I love you though. But Reigns won off the spear right. after Cena, Cena did a bunch of AAs. Then Braun puts Lesnar through a bunch of shit. Just yeah. beats the fucking shit out of him. Then it's one. F five and then it's over. That was that's the I don't biggest see problem. The, I don't see the that. problem with one finisher and it's over. I see the problem with too many finishers and it's yeah. Not we've over. been conditioned too much. Thoughts on that, Kurt Stallion? I want to start spearing people. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I got to choke slam Sanjay Dutt on Friday. I thought that was fucking dope. <laughs> you choke Sanjay Dutt. I choke slam the fuck out of him. <laughs> Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, yeah I know awesome. who he is. Yeah, that's tight. That's great. That, that's my thoughts. Uh, I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> no, that's good enough. That's good <laughs> enough, man. You're you're good at podcasting. Uh, uh, match of the night. Tag Be- team match easily. Match of the night. Oh, man, match of the night for that that evening? Yeah. Uh, he's pushing me. like I'm, no, I'm pushing you into the microphone. Oh, he's pushing me into the microphone. I thought it was because I was drunk. No. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, he's just putting it right in my face. Oh, uh, you're, so, you're so sad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, uh, honestly, even though I had problems with it because of the multi-finishers. You I, know what? That's enough. No, 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 I like the Cena Reigns thing. I was really taken aback with him raising Reigns' hand and then, you know, sending him to the locker room. I thought Cena might be retiring, even though it was more of a passing of the torch. Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to talk over you. That ending, they did not, their feud did not deserve that ending. Like yeah. that's that's the ending that should happen after three matches. I get it. It was still impactful for me because I was like, "What's happening?" It was still impactful. You were emotional. It was your daughter's birthday match of the that's night? Probably, uh, that's, probably, <laughs> that's probably that's probably true. <laughs> Stallion match of the night. Ooh, either the tag match or the main event. And I only say that just because I liked the sprint of the main event. Just how it was like five minutes, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, they beat the shit yeah. out of each other. I think Cesaro deserves a fucking title shot. Oh, you know oh, what? Yeah. This is what I was going to ask uh, Kurt Stallion was he had those teeth <laughs> go... be so mad! He had, those, so he mad. had those teeth go up into mm-hmm. his gums. Mm-hmm. 
Fuck. And he kept fighting. Yep. So what's the worst injury you've ever fought through in a match? Uh, I had a piece of my eyeball shoveled out by a thumbnail. Ooh. That sounds way worse. Uh... I've had a lot of shitty things. I cracked a rib. I shattered both heels in my feet. I've separated both AC joints in my shoulders. Uh, Is that broke it? my fucking hand. Uh, Is that all? Damn. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's, no, I'm pretty it. sure there's more, but yeah. Yeah, that sounds so bad. <laughs> I've had concussions in the middle of matches that I've had to finish. You deserve it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, I, I remember when he did that shit and uh, the next day when they said his teeth were pushed up into his gums instead of actually pushed, chipping. Yeah. I, I was just, I can't imagine the, the pressure, the throbbing pain that must have been constantly. He did, he did yeah. not break he did not miss a beat though. Well, he, he took a super Your adrenaline kick. is fucking pumping so hard. I believe that, that there's no way you can't just be like, I gotta do my fucking job if you love it enough. You know what I mean? All right. I mean? Uh so for the record, I went four and five this week. Zach went two six and three. Rich went two and five, and JCB went ten and oh. Sorry, everybody. Told you Enzo was gonna win. Uh, so with that, we'll get to our third count. Now, third count is just going to be um, our happy birthdays because we're almost out of time. So we're going to say <laughs> we're just going to say third count is fuck Enzo. There you go. Uh, yeah, fuck Enzo. I mean, Enzo's fine. I mean, we were going to talk about Enzo. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if he's a healer or a face. I know he's got a bunch of backstage shit. I think they're just bringing him up so they can bring him down even harder and just release. Here's him. the thing. I don't know why they made the total decimation of Enzo after the fact in WWE exclusive. Like, they should have had it on Raw. He you got where beat he got, to fuck. That's yeah, cool. Oh yeah, he got beat to Everybody fuck. did it their finisher. Cool. And yeah. I gotta say, the best part about it was Drew Gulak, who is so anti <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Drew Gulak. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yo, he's you like, can't jump. Like, no, you can't jump. You can't do it. He's like, okay, oh, this one time. The crowd went <laughs> one time. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best thing. There was some continuity there. Uh, so we're going to do our happy birthdays. We're going to go happy birthday to Jason Jordan is 29. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to go happy birthday to Asaka is 36. Happy Don't birthday, Stephanie. What did I say? I said Asaka. Yeah. Asuka. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you woke-ass motherfucker. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, happy birthday, Stephanie McMahon is 41. Tajiri. Nope. Indeed is forty seven. <laughs> uh, Chris Von Eric is forty eight, and Steve Blackman I think is one of the most underrated WWE stars of all time. I love Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman is fifty four. Happy birthday out there, Steve! Um, we'd like to give a very special thank For you sure. to Kurt Stallion, the Lone Star. Thanks I'm not for coming to in. Claps. Not at all. No, he's not adding to it at all. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt, for coming in. You're welcome sure. anytime at Band from Ringside. New friend of the show that's giving you a chop. So, oh yeah, you're gonna give me. You're gonna be giving one of us a chop. It's not necessarily me, but it's one gonna of be us. Bill. <laughs> Thank you to Kurt Stallion. Thank you to Rich Harris, the engineer. Thank you to Shock City Studios. Check. Thank you to Free Play Media. Check. Thank you to Chris Denman. Check. For Jason Cornelius Bell, for Hello. Two Beers, Zach Pullman, I Hi am there. Bill Vegi, and everybody, don't be heels. Rabbit fever, middle of the night. I'm a believer, down for a fight. Get home from work and score some cool gummy sweats. It's an experience you won't forget. Cause when we get up and go, and when we all control, we're banned from